0: be seated, it is good to be in the house of the Lord, good to be here, and I I know, thank you, if um, you, <coughs> it's October, and the weather has changed some, and we're in the midst of, uh, <coughs> you know, the fall season, and uh, I wish I could you that all prayers have been answered and everything is going wonderful but we're still uh, hanging in there believing and trusting and um, I uh, I was uh, have been working with our grandchildren and um, uh, homeschooling and every year about this time we try to we're trying to push our way forward and get a few days ahead because they sort of um, get behind uh, because of various events and uh, then they want to get out early. And so the lessons uh, begin talking about um, Thanksgiving and some of those um, holidays. And and uh, I, I can't remember if it was Tegan or... Or Siobhan that was telling me about Squanto the other day and how that uh, he uh, Native American taught him how to put fish in the corn and she had the whole story going and I was listening and you you won't believe this this has actually happened this was real Papa and you won't and she was going I as I said I don't remember which one was giving me the full discussion of it, and I was listening and listening as they were reporting and remembering all of those things. And uh, anyway, just thinking about all of that as I was studying and praying, good to have all of you here. Good to see Sister Cowie here. We've been missing her. Lord bless her. And uh, good to have all of you in the house of the Lord. And I know a lot have been sick and out, but, so I uh, just sort of uh, began looking, and I know this is not the time to preach about Thanksgiving, and yet uh, here we are growing um, apostolic legacy, um, uh, and we have, um, I, I, the title of my lesson, uh, Brother David, I don't know if he's still in here. Uh, this. Is showing my feet are on the battleground. Um, anyway, the title of my lesson is uh, "Giving Thanks to the Lord," and I I actually uh, was was thinking of the uh, picture, the thing that uh, had to do with. Um, the landing of William Bradford in America uh, on December the 11th, 1620, and he, of course, was uh, a man who was from the UK, who um, actually, thank you, uh, who was from the UK, and he went to, uh, at that time, uh, individuals were being thrown in the Tower of London and Thomas More and others persecuted for not believing or accepting the teaching of the Church of England. And so, he fled to Holland or, uh, and he was actually not technically Dutch. Himself, but uh, he fled to Holland, and from Holland, uh, when they heard that there was this new world where they could go and worship God as they chose, uh, left and and immigrated to the U.S. And so, landed uh, up in Massachusetts area, and and. Um, there uh, actually did run into a Native American who had been uh, captured by a Spanish sailor, and they uh, he had taken this gentleman back, this Native American squanto, back uh, to Spain and then to England. He had escaped, the, the Native American had escaped to England, and he had come to America, and he could speak English and was helped there that first year. What's amazing about the story, as you read it, uh, that they left with 102 Uh, individuals left to make the voyage across, and they had uh, about um, five that died on the trip across that uh, perished before they got here. They landed with 97. It was winter. They had very few provisions. They didn't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving that first year, 1620, uh, that probably the first time they had a harvest dinner was in uh, October of 21. And um, and it was after Squano had showed them how to bury fish along with the corn and make the corn grow and put it in a hill. And anyway, they had provisions. But uh, after that first winter where 97 landed, uh, they ended up with about 44 more people dying. They had a total of about 53. So there was a complete decimation almost of the group that came uh, to America. But in William Bradford's own words, when they landed on soil, he quoted Psalms 107 in his writings. And he read it in the ears. They landed on a Monday. Uh, He had preached about that on the Sunday before. And they. landed on a Monday in, in December. And then the next year was their first sort of harvest fest. And of course, Thanksgiving did not become a holiday until the 1700s, basically uh, much later uh, celebrated as an American holiday. That, so I, I begin to think about all that because I, all that was on my mind. And I thought, you know, I, I'm going to, uh, this year, Thanksgiving, I don't know. I may be in Israel. I may be in the streets of gold. I have no idea. But I thought I should save this sermon and wait. And I thought I'm not going to do it. So, hallelujah. I want to thank the Lord today. Yes. Yes. I don't want to just wait till one time a year. Right. Right. And yet, our country has embraced that thinking of Thanksgiving and as a holiday. So I thought I would read to you Psalms 107 and, and just show you what this sort of, inspired this man to come and and to read this to this congregation. And I know we've been going through all kinds of things. I can't imagine the nice cruise that he had from England or from Holland here. I can't imagine the cruise line. I'm guessing it was a step below Carnival or Princess or If 5 people died on the trip over I'm believing it was probably slightly harder than that and to come in the winter but when he gets to the shore he starts reading Psalms 107 verses 1 through 3 you can it's 43 verses here's how it starts out Oh GIVE THANKS UNTO THE LORD, BECAUSE NOBODY HAS DIED. OH, GIVE THANKS TO THE LORD, BECAUSE WE'VE HAD TO LEAVE OUR HOMES AND OUR FAMILIES AND WHERE WE WERE RAISED. OH, GIVE THANKS UNTO THE LORD, BECAUSE EVERYTHING'S GONE GREAT. OH, GIVE THANKS UNTO THE LORD, BECAUSE WE CAME and Holiday Inn Express has rooms and... Oh, give thanks because now I can start the backbreaking task of cutting down trees and building a home in the dead of winter. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord because We're in a hostile territory and I don't know who's around. You know what? If you can't give thanks for anything else, here's what you can say Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east and the west and the north and the south. What kind of praise began to emanate from his lips? And you say, well, that's Old Testament. That's William Bradford. As Paul wrote in the New Testament in Thessalonians, he said, said it like this, in everything, Give thanks. James said every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. What are you saying? I'm saying that you don't have any good in or around your life, that it, God is not the source. That's
1: why you need to say no matter what's going on, oh, give thanks
0: unto the Lord for he is good good. He says, he says, he says. I, I, you say, well, uh, you know, I've got this problem and that problem and this problem and this, there's this situation and inflation and all. but you know what? God is still good. God is still good. God is still good. Oh, and, and in fact, Jesus sort of preached that. You remember the guy that came to him and said, oh, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And what did did Jesus say to him? None good. Oh, well, he's a good guy. They're a good person. This is a good, and I use the word good. This tastes good. This is good. But you know what? I got to remember Really, when it boils down to it, there's none good. Amen. If, if there's any goodness you see in me, it's because I'm trying to be like him. It is not because it starts here. And that's why when we see the world trying to say, and it's cute to me because they will put commercials on TV, you need to treat each other nice and be kind. And they're trying to encourage folks, you know, let kindness show. And we're from www.be sweet to one another. And you can get the Please be kind app on your phone. I'm sorry. That's not going to make it. (laughs) You're going to have to have the goodness of
1: God flowing through you because it's too easy to get frustrated and upset and angry and anything else. You're going to have to stay full of the
0: goodness of Almighty God and say, I'm glad I know a God that is good. Anyway. Uh, the the point of all of this, David wrote here in Psalms 107, four types of people that should give thanks to the Lord. And you may not qualify, but that's uh, these are the four that David said. And I, I'm going to just, I, I may get through all four of them this morning. I don't know how many we're going to get through, but we're going to, we're going Practice this. Here's what he said, Psalms 107, four through through nine. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Probably talking about (coughs) the children of Israel. We'll talk about that in a moment. listen, Listen to it. Wandered in a wilderness in a solitary way, no city, hungry, thirsty, sounds kind of homeless, doesn't it? Feeling like they don't belong. You know, a home is when you say I want to go home, I want to go back to where I fit in. These people didn't have a place to belong. I know all of us feel apart. Oh, you know, I'm a part of the body, I'm a part of the church, but you know, the enemy's job is to make you feel homeless. Nobody understands me. Huh? (laughs) Make you feel like, well, I'm different from everybody else. Guess what? You really are. None of us alike. But the enemy's job is to point out all the reasons why your situation is different, worse. <clears throat> you weren't raised this way. You didn't have this. You didn't, huh? Yeah. Homeless. And then and what makes happens, and you say, well, there are some people that are really homeless. Brother Richard and I talked and I picked him up and I, he wasn't coming to church this morning. I said, texted him, aren't you coming? I went by and got him, drug his hide out of here. He thought I was going to be gone, and it's not his fault, it's my fault, because I was, I was going to have to be gone. I was leaving Friday, but so it's on me, <clears throat> not on him. But he, he's had to, hungry, thirsty, Soul fainting in it. I want to tell you something. The devil has a way to make people feel that way if they're not that way in the natural.
1: Right.
0: Right. Huh? Right. I, nobody, I'm, I'm hungry for something. I, I'm lonely. Right. I'm, I'm frustrated. I, I don't have any friends. I don't have any. Right. Amen. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. My soul, my emotions are overwhelmed. Now, you may not have ever experienced that feeling before, but there are those that have. David said it like this. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses and he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise him for his goodness. (laughs) Oh, would praise him. I want to
1: tell you, the worst thing you can do when the enemy starts trying to make you feel homeless and isolated and alone is to give in to that voice. What you've got to do is say, ah, this is means it's time for me to praise the Lord. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised.
0: Hallelujah. Say, so, well, I might be the only one. You know what? Exactly. GUESS WHAT? GO RIGHT AHEAD. Give thanks unto the Lord for his goodness, for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men.
1: He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry with goodness. I'm here to tell you no matter how homeless you're feeling, if you'll get yourself into the presence of God and begin to worship and praise God, he'll fill you up with goodness and with love. with hope, and with joy.
0: The problem is people, you know, uh, and you say, well, I I mean, the children of Israel, if he was talking about them, they're the ones that did it to themselves, remember? They didn't have to be homeless. They could have gone from Egypt straight into the Promised Land. But they messed up. Moses wrote about it in Deuteronomy when he had some of them stand on Mount Ebal and some of them on Mount Gerizim. And he said, this is a mountain of blessing and a mountain of curse. You remember? And he said, let me tell you, you're gonna be cursed if you do this. He goes through all the blessing, the first 14 verses. The last 15, he said, listen to me. You need to observe to do all the statutes and the commandments that I command you or these curses shall catch up with you and overtake you. Why? And he goes on and he tells about those curses. And then he said, because you don't serve the Lord thy God with but I'm just overwhelmed. I don't feel, I feel homeless. He says, you're gonna have to praise him for something with joyfulness. I don't have, you know, old, the old poem, there's no joy in Mudville. But guess what? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. I got my first phone call this morning from Sister Susan and she was crying and I started crying and praying. I didn't feel a lot of joy. I got up out of bed and I started saying, thank you, Jesus, I don't know what's gonna happen. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're good, you're good, you're good, I don't know what's going on right now, but you are good, you are able to touch, you are able to heal, you are good. And you know, it wasn't very long until I begin to feel
1: the anointing of the Lord. And I, Brother Larry, you're not up there by yourself. You may think you are, but you're one of the children of God. You're good. And I began to pray God.
0: that told him, he said, I'll send you out, I, I know I'll send you out naked and thirsty and all sorts of things. You'll find no place of rest. You will find no place for the sole of your foot to rest. You will have a trembling heart and failing eyes and sorrow of mind. You'll be afraid day and night, None, no assurance of life. In the morning, you're gonna say, I would to God it was evening. In the evening, you'll say, why, I wish it was morning. when you start allowing these spirits to get a hold of you, it's like there's no rest, there's no peace, there's no, but you know what? If you'll just start thanking God, Oh, cry out to God. Oh, in their distress, they cried out to the Lord. Oh, I don't have anything to thank God for. Yes, I do. He is good. He is good. He is good. Does anybody know? Guess what? I, you know what? And another writer said, though there's no herd in the stall, though there's no grapes on the vine, though there's no nothing else
1: going on, yet will I rejoice yet will I rejoice, yet will I praise, oh I wish somebody would just say I'm going to thank God right now for his goodness, for his
0: stand. If you can't be here tonight, that's fine. Let me tell you, the rest of this chapter talks about those that are bound, those that are in chains, those that have afflictions or have disease. And it goes sir. And you know what the solution is? You read 107, when they cried unto the Lord and to begin to thank the Lord for his goodness. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to take a moment. I don't know what you're going through. I don't you may feel, but I know a God
1: that is great